1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Hello, hello. As you know, we are back with two episodes every single week, and I could not be more excited to introduce you to one of my very, very favorite business coaches. I Well, maybe even my favorite hopefully none of the other ones are listening, um, coaches that I've ever had and someone that's left an impact on my life in so many ways. I reference many of the things that he's shared with me over the years, his talks, anytime I'm in the room with him. Um, I'm, I love it. I love being able to even share his wisdom and I've shared it many times on the podcast. So if you are an avid listener, you've already heard this name plenty of times. It is Mark LeBlanc. And so Mark, thank you so much for being here on the show with me today. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. Thank you for your kind words. So great. So we have a lot to talk about. As I said before we hit the record button that I like to keep this like around 30 minutes. And <laughs> I don't know who I'm kidding myself sometimes because I get on a roll and there's you know a million things we could talk about. So let's first start out with your story in business is one of my absolute favorites and, mm. and how you got started And I know that we could talk about that probably for the next 30 minutes, but if you could just give even a tiny snippet of like, why are you doing what you're doing? I'll I'll keep it short, Um, (laughs) but I want, I want to reference something because this is actually a something that I think people should take note of. And it's what I call your defining story. And I think it's a tool that every entrepreneur or business owner should have in their back pocket. But my shortened version of my defining story is I had a job once for about six months. And I found out at an early age that I was unemployable. In fact, I was inspired by the two words, you're fired. And at the age of 21, this is a little scary. (laughs) At the age of 21, I vowed that I would do whatever it would take to make it on my own. Hmm. And um, shortly, meaning uh, after the first of the year, I will celebrate my 40th year of being in business for myself. Wow. It has not been easy. Hmm. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I've experienced the the highs and the lows, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the great. Um, But I will tell you this, uh, Tina, I don't think there's ever been a better time to be in business for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think the next 10 years is going to be amazing. In fact, I've dubbed it, I don't know if you've ever heard me share this, I've dubbed it the Decade for Independence independent professionals, independent reps, independent distributors, independent dealers. You know, my sliver of the marketplace is working solo professionals and it's the bomb. (laughs) And when people can crack the code 
on their business model and their menu of products and services or as a speaker presentations and programs um, that you can be excited about. Um, oh, I think the opportunities are out there everywhere you turn. I honestly couldn't agree more. I mean, I haven't obviously been in the uh, world of small business ownership as long as you have. Um, haven't had the opportunity to be alive that long, obviously. <laughs> well, actually, I actually, uh, Mark, I'm so sorry, but we're about the same age as long as you've had your business, I've been alive. So wow. there you have it. <laughs> and I can only hope that uh, I'm doing the same thing. When people ask me about retirement, I'm like, what? I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine not doing this <laughs> forever um, of some, to some extent, uh, working for myself. There mm -hmm. isn't a reason for me to have that word or not have that like purpose um, of work. So now I have been an avid, like I said, lover of all the things that you've created. And I know that there is a book that I don't have on my shelf yet, um, which I can't wait to have it on, <laughs> on my shelf. And you mentioned it before we hit that record button and something that you already alluded to is that defining you, define you, like what, what does that actually mean? And I know that it has really you know, like you said, started when you first started in business, uh, was a part of what you were doing, and now is still something that you're weaving in constantly. So imagine coaching with you, you're doing this uh, work with people all the time. So can you uh, expand on that? Well, sure. And whether you're starting your own business or practice, or uh, you've been in business for a while, and you know this, Tina, people have a real difficult time explaining what they do. Hmm. And one of my, I guess, signature pieces of work 25 years ago was I developed a way to uh, craft a single sentence that answers the question, what do you do? In fact, I think it's the biggest obstacle or the greatest obstacle that we all face is how do we communicate what we do and who we do it with best. And a couple of years ago, I've, as you know, I've written several books, but um, the, one, the one book that I've written that I believe can have the most immediate impact um, at someone at any stage of their game is a book I uh, co-authored titled Defining You. Um, how smart professionals craft the answers to who are you, what do you do, and how can you help me? And so there are three tools that every single business owner should have in their toolbox, a defining statement, a defining paragraph, and a defining story. You know, sometimes we get a chance to stand up and introduce ourselves and nobody looks forward to that. And, and you know, a lot of it is gobbledygook and you just want to yank them, you know, go sit down. I mean, I struggled with it in the beginning. I, I, thought, I, I thought I was supposed to kind of make people laugh or I'd try to tell them everything. And, and um, I repelled people for the longest time. 
And one day at a networking meeting, I stood up and I, I was really in a very difficult place um, early on in my business career and call it divine guidance or accidental brilliance. I stood up, I had no enthusiasm and I just sort of mumbled, my name is Mark LeBlanc. I run a company called Small Business Success and I work with people who wanna start a business and small business owners who want to grow their business. Period in, shut up and sat down. In this particular networking meeting, I'd been going once a month for about 10 months repelling people. No one was interested. That morning with an unenthusiastic response, um, seven people came up to me. Can I get your card? You know, I wanna start a business or my spouse wants to start a business. Um, you know, Mark, I've been in business for a while. I'm struggling a little bit. I could use some help. and. Another person said, you know, I've been in business for a while. I'm doing pretty good, but I, I sort of feel like I'm stuck. I'd love to have someone that I could brainstorm with or bounce some ideas off or help me sort some opportunities out so that I can go on to the next level. It was if the floodgates opened. So I work with people who want to start a business and small business owners who want to grow their business became my defining statement. And Tina was smart enough to do one thing. If it worked here, it just might work over here. Hmm. And it took me about four years to figure out why that statement worked. And in the book, we talk about the seven rules, the four tips, the three tests. We have examples of defining statements. We have examples of defining paragraphs. We have examples and templates for defining stories. And so that's why I say that one book of my books can have immediate impact if somebody sinks their teeth into it and starts to craft the answers to those questions. Mm -hmm. I love that. So this the whole idea of the three, right? The kind of, you know, sentence paragraph and then your story. This theme is in your world a lot. One of the things where I see it as well is when you have shared with me that you have a talk that you're like, you know what my talk is, I can do it in 30 minutes if you need me to. And mm -hmm. I've asked you to do that. <laughs> and then I've experienced it played out into a three-day, you know, experience. And so what I love about that and what I'm teaching people on a regular basis, whether they're in my doTERRA team or I'm, you know, coaching or mentoring or consulting with them is that having a foundational, mm -hmm. that being a foundation of your business makes it so much easier. You're not recreating something every single time someone's like, Hey, you want to do a talk? It's like, this is what you do because this is what you do. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say that. And so how long have you been doing that? Can you shed some light on that a little bit more? Because I think our sure. audience uh, would love to hear that too. Well, I'll preface my answer by saying I like to live in a world of two or more right answers. It's, <laughs> not, it's not my way or the highway. Um, what is important is that people crack the code and unlock the combination for them. And uh, 
You know, I've been inspired by so many people over the last 40 years. It's crazy. I've grown up in an organization called the National Speakers Association. That was always my dream to be a professional speaker. And like many, when I was finding my voice and, you know, my calendar was light, my confidence was low, I thought, well, if I have more programs or more topics, that's going to open me up to more opportunities. So that, and that's what kind of most speakers do. And so it was about 25 years ago where one day I woke up and I thought, if I could do that program 50 times a year, I'd be happier than a pig in mud. And I threw away the other presentations or the other topics and I, I created or I, I, I set out to create an accordion type presentation. And so, and the title of that presentation was Growing Your Business. I eventually published the book, Growing Your Business. And, and today I can do Growing Your Business really from a 17 minute TED type talk 30 minutes to 90 minutes to three hours. You've been in some of my three hour uh, yep. workshops and two, what I'm known for, and that's my business retreat called the Achiever Circle over the weekend. And you've been to uh, one of my Achiever Circle weekends. So I essentially do growing your business from 17 minutes or from 30 minutes to three days or anything in between. And that has put me on the map mm -hmm. from a focus perspective. And that's what I'm known for. I'm known for the topic business development. I'm known for, you know, well over a thousand presentations titled Growing Your Business. I'm known for a hundred, I'm going to do Achiever Circle number 161. Wow. In in September. That's amazing. So has, I mean, I, I'm, this is a silly question. How has your business changed in the last couple of years based on people not being in person or maybe not being comfortable in person? Have you moved stuff online? What does that look like for you? Love to know that. I'm crushing it. Awesome. I love to do that. And, and I crushed it in the last three years, but it, but it, it was not without some blood, sweat, and fears that I invested into my business and business model. And I, in, in 2020, February, March, when we were starting to hear of COVID and the pandemic, I just sort of poo-pooed it. And, you know, my joke was, you know, when people, this was early, you know, mm -hmm. And I'm a, I'm, I shake hands, I'll hug people. And, you know, my joke was, if I'm going to get COVID, I want to get it from you, you know? <laughs> and, but it, it didn't take, it didn't take me long to, to see that, oh, this, not only is this going to be a real thing, but this is going to impact our lives, mm -hmm. not for a few months, 
I could see it. And mm. so I immediately shifted um, to, I'd had a Zoom account uh, for two years, I think, but nobody wanted to get on Zoom. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, bam, everyone was on Zoom. And so I quickly um, I quickly st- created a, uh, the Zoom Growing Your Business presentations and um, my coaching clients. I mean, I always have a book, an active book of 40 coaching clients, and I've maintained that. Um, I work with some people on a single session basis. I have about 40 people that I'm in a bona fide coaching relationship with. My Achiever Circle weekends went virtual and and I resisted that. I thought, well, we can get 10 people together, you know, before they shut the world down. And, you know, we finally went virtual and the first one went, was good. The second one went great. And I was off to the races uh, since then. So I really embraced the virtual. Tina, I've got some speaker friends who still are waiting and wishing for when, when are we going to get back to pre-COVID uh, market conditions? And it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've said this on the podcast. I said it to you before we hit record that, you know, business was different before 2020 for, for me it was different in 2020 and it's different in 2022. And it actually doesn't look really all at all the same, which is just kind of crazy. I wouldn't have envisioned this for myself or for, you know, leaders within my own organization with doTERRA. I thought we would just always do it the same way. And it's, we've been, you know, forced to, you know, pivot very quickly. And I know that was a word that's been used so much, but it's true, right? And we did it in our own team. And I still have people within, um, not within my own organization, but friends that I have, which we call Crossline, that are like, same thing, right? They want it back to how it was before, where we were in people's homes and we were gathering in person all the time. And although, yes, can we get in person? Sure. But it's not happening in that same way. People have really understood that, you know, I, I don't have to pay to book a hotel conference room, right? I don't have to pay for America. (laughs) And so now, Hey, guess what? We can, we can do this just the same. So, um, that's great. Do you uh, have any, um, kind of, I guess, stories or, uh, kind of pivots within your clients that you've had that have been different than what you personally have experienced in the last three years? Well, You know, I always say the more focused you are, the easier everything becomes. And certainly that's consistent, you know, with uh, drawing a line in the sand and becoming the growing your business guy. One thing that I did that could be helpful to a number of your listeners or viewers is I, let's say prior to COVID, I had 40 individual coaching relationships Mm -hmm. and I I had great coaching relationships. When COVID hit, I immediately began, um, I'm always driven by a question, what will meet the best 
of what my clients need and want. And so when I asked myself that question at the end of March, 2020, I thought, I've got these 40 coaching relationships. Mm-hmm. They're scared. They, mm-hmm. they don't know what's going to happen. Their calendars have dried up. They're losing business. They're losing clients. They're losing opportunities. You know, I immediately sent out an email and said, you know, for the time being, I'm going to host a weekly conference call. It's not a group coaching session. And we called it the Team LeBlanc call. And all of a sudden, 10 to 20 people would get on a conference call with me. And we'd talk about, you know, we'd share ideas. We'd, you know, commiserate a little bit. But but all of us, because they were isolated, right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, this became a month, a weekly touch point for them. And then I started something called office hours just like your university or college professor would put on his or her door, you know, if you got a question, stop in, you know, Thursday from three to four or Tuesday from nine to 10. I thought, well, I can do that. So that was the second value add was to create a weekly office hours. And I have a Monday morning memo that goes out. Um, And so people got my Monday morning memo. They got an invitation to office hours. They got an invitation to our team LeBlanc. And then number three, I started a monthly pop-up training. Hmm. Every 30 days, I put on a 90-minute training on a specific issue, challenge, topic under the growing your business umbrella. And, And so all of a sudden, I don't charge any more for the pop-up trainings, I don't, but it's only my clients who are invited to these. So it became a special thing. And I know for a fact that these three value adds or four value adds, the memo, office hours, pop-up trainings, Team LeBlanc call, kept my coaching clients when they could have withered away. And so I just, I doubled and tripled down on how to be a better service. And so you have people in your orbit. You've got people in your organization that have these teams or these downlines or these groups of people step back and figure out how can I meet the best of what my team or what my group or what my company or what my downline needs and wants. Um, and even though we're, you know, things are opening up, um, I'm going to keep doing these things every 30 days. I love that. That is awesome. I love the idea of just like, Hey, this is what they're paying for. And here's a value add, because I know that this is actually something that they will value and, Mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote need, right. It's not like water and, you know, oxygen, but it is something that they can like, you know, pull into their own business. That is super valuable. So relating that to your own businesses, yeah, you may not have coaching clients, you may have, you know, be servicing, you know, or, you know, producing a product or you're like me and you have a product that, you know, comes from a distributor. There's Mm -hmm. still so many ways to have a service connected you know, with that product. And we do that pretty well within our own organization with education, you know, mm-hmm. around all of our products on a regular basis and the community piece of it, for sure. I love, love, love that. 
So uh, one last thing that I, I want to make sure that we cover is I wrote this down before we jumped on the call was imperfect action. And when I think of the way that you've always done your business and how I've been able to you know watch close up being a client of yours uh, and then from afar is that you do the things regardless of everything being in perfect order. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is when I first started working with you, your website was horrible. I mean, I'm just not even going to pretend it was just horrid. And so, so it's something that you, it, it did not change the effect of your business and it killed me. Like it killed me being your client. You know, like, how oh, is this possible? This is what I teach on all the time. It's having your branding and da, 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 da. But you just simply still took action. And a statement that you've said, you know, is people are getting ready to get ready. And I know that I know that people listening to this show, people that are going to come across this show at random, this they're in this, in mm-hmm. some part of their business. They're getting ready to get ready. And they're not actually seeing any fruit from that, right? So again, handing it on over to you after that. All right. Well, let's start with the horrible site. Uh, <laughs> and, and in short, one of the challenges of getting ready to get ready is wanting perfect tools. Hmm. Now, you you know that your best clients historically are those that work with you. And I don't know all the parameters, but, you know, for 90 days or six months or a year and and you work together, you brainstorm, you've got a creative team, you you develop these ideas and boom, chop, chop and Nine months later, you know, they launched their brand or six months or, you know, um, but a a lot of times people get so caught up in the perfection of their tools. And I know, I mean, you've never told me, but I'm sure like me, you have some clients go dark on you. They disappear. It's like they pay you. Mm -hmm. They start. You make a little bit of progress. And then something happens to delay, delay. Mm-hmm. Well, I need, a, I need to do a little bit more research or, you know, I'm not so sure about this or, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, I'm having a heart, you know, and then of course they hit a valley maybe financially and, and, um, and it's the perfect storm. And I subscribe to a little different philosophy. And, and this is a pearl of wisdom that, that I, I'm both respected for, and I'm going to say reviled for. And and my pearl of wisdom is never let the creation of a tool get in the way of implementing a strategy. Hmm. And so even while people are working on their tools or developing their brand, doesn't mean they should not go to networking meetings that it doesn't mean they shouldn't pick up the phone or doesn't mean they shouldn't email a prospect. They have to be in gear. And, you know, the, 
the perfection trap is alive and well for people who, especially people who sell themselves, their time and their talent, their experience and their expertise. And here's the chiropractic adjustment for your brain or their brain. If you're, mm-hmm. if you are watching or listening to this and, and your struggle, I struggle with it. And that is done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. And so I think, you know, uh, some of my crappy tools, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I sort of, you know, leaned on done is better than perfect, but there are four marketing strategies that I imperfectly implement every 30 days. Hmm. I, I, I plant three seeds every day either a call, a card, a text, I mail a book, but I plant three seeds every day. Every week I have two virtual coffees with people who are interested in what I have to share or offer. It's a no selling zone. I just have two conversations a week where I get to hear your story. I get to answer questions. I get to be helpful, as helpful as I can be. And and it's a no selling zone. And then every month I do two presentations in a target rich environment. And I waive my fee for these two presentations. And then um, every month, uh, and this is really sporadically, um, I do a newsletter titled High Value. And so people are sometimes comforted by the fact that one, I'm not perfect at implementing my four strategies. Um, And I encourage them, it's okay to be imperfect. Just pick two strategies or pick four strategies. And whether it's Facebook or going to networking meetings or writing articles or doing a podcast, okay? Um, it's that you're in gear with a with a your mix of strategies that you imperfectly implement every 30 days. Because I think the secret to your success lies in the phrase every 30 days. Mm. I absolutely love that. I'm here writing down notes like I always am every single time you talk. Although I've been to so many of your 30 minute all the way up to the three day, I still can look back and see it. Like I write down some of the same stuff sometimes because we just need reminders, right? And I know I could even tell some of your stories every once in a while. Of course you Um, could. (laughs) So great. You and uh, both Ursula, who I've also had on the show and who has been someone I've been in her room many times when she spoke, same thing. I'll be like, oh, here's the story or here's the joke or whatever. I love it though, because that just says like, it doesn't need to be different every time, Mm -hmm. even for the same person to get this like different, hear something different from it, which I absolutely love. So that was fabulous. Love that. I'm sure others have either, you know, took off their pen cap uh, and took out their notebook uh, and are, are uh, listening. So one final thing, I know you have a really great tool. You want to make sure people um, listen to grab up, go to your site, which isn't as horrid or it isn't horrid like it once it's was. Less horrid. 
it's less horrid. No, <laughs> I actually haven't been to this new site. Um, and so I won't judge it yet. Um, but if you want to share, yeah, <laughs> if you want to share uh, that, I would love it. It's kind of your parting words for us here today. Well, for those of you uh, that are interested, um, if you're open to watching about a 45 minute luncheon presentation that I did, um, it's on my website. And it's a luncheon presentation that I did for a group of about 60 or so entrepreneurs in Minneapolis. <clears throat> and um, it's on how to have your best year ever. Hmm. Um, and I don't know, Tina, if you've ever heard me share this, but there are two natural common moments of renewal in the course of the year, of course, January 1st and typically Labor Day. Um, those two moments in the course of our year are times when we sort of get back in gear. And the summer's in Minnesota, of course, the summer's over, vacation's over, kids are back. Even I, I don't have kids, but it's like kids are back to school, we're back to work. You know, I still have to work all summer long. Um, but, but there's something about back to school, back to work, let's hit it hard here, you know. Uh, through the holidays. And so I think that this presentation um, would give you some incredible insight and strategy and would complement what you're hearing in this, uh, in this episode. I love it. Mark, thank you so much. I feel like I just, uh, stole a coaching session from you. So thank oh. you. I hope everyone else feels the same exact way. Um, and I want to just thank the listeners so much for tuning back into the show after we had a little bit of a uh, break over the last few weeks in summer. And like I said, we will have an episode, two episodes every single week here through the fall. And I'm super excited to hear what you have to say. Love to carry on the conversation over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out at Tina Pettis. And I just launched my brand new website. You can head over to tinapettis.com to grab that up. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and we'll be back here this week. Still yet. Bye.